Hello and welcome to Nerd Subculture. I'm your host, Jared. And I'm Edwina. And today we're doing our movie series. You're watching that again. Doing Police Academy 3, back in training. And we also have a very special guest with us today. We have Seabass joining us from all the way over in Nova Scotia, Canada. Seabass, welcome. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Say hello. I am. I, uh, hello, hello. Yes. Copy, copy. All right. All right. Uh, Warning, this is a full spoiler podcast. If you haven't seen the movie, please come back when you have. Yeah, full spoiler podcast. Um, yeah, so we're discussing our favourite movies and, you know, th- that we have seen way too many times and Jared, this we're still going through yeah, Jared's so pick of Police Academy Yeah, movies. we're still continuing with our Police Academy series. So Police Academy 3 uh, released uh, March, 9, March 21st, 1986. I'll get this right eventually. Starring Steve Guttenberg, Bubba Smith, Dave Graff, Michael Winslow, Marion Ramsley and all the others. Written by Gene Quintano and je- directed by Jerry Paris. So going across to everyone, we'll start with UC Bass. Uh, just a quick sort of um, what was it like rewatching this film and uh, can you remember watching it when you were younger or anything? I don't really remember watching, I think, more than the first or second one when I was a kid. I don't think I really made it past that. And that time, movies were pretty much straight VHS. There was no DVD, there was no nothing like yeah. that. So. Uh, yeah, times were a little different then, let alone the accessibility with online and stuff like that. But um, uh, it was it was enjoyable, to say the least. It definitely brought back some memories. The most memorable character is definitely the sound effects guy for me, though. He's Michael Winslow, who yeah. stands out. The love doctor. Yeah. Uh, you, Eddie? Um, out of all of them, I think this is the one that I probably hadn't seen that recently like yep. I, like I, I think i probably maybe watched it once it wasn't one that i'd repeatedly watched yeah well see for me guys this one is one i've probably watched the most i'd say because of, of the all, jet skis because of it? the jet ski scene we're we're avid jet ski users so this was actually something that we do we'd uh we come back from a day of jet skiing and then we put on police academy three <laughs> So, but I haven't seen this film in, I would say, a long time. So it actually was, as Seabass was just saying, it was good to sort of reminisce to sort of watch this and to see it again did, all these years later. Did you have this on Laserdisc? Is that- and yes, this was a Laserdisc uh, movie. We had the, the old, I don't know if you ever had those uh, Seabass, but the old big record Laserdiscs that we had uh, that you had to flip over as well. At every And I knew the exact moment of when you had to flip it in this movie. And it was when... Uh, it was when Tuckerberry fired his crossbow at the cigar. Okay, yeah. If that sentence makes any sense or not. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> uh, did you want to do the recap, Jared? Sure, I'll do the recap. In a large parking lot, Lieutenant Proctor and Commandant Mauser meet Sergeants Chad Copeland and Kyle Blanks from Commandant Lassard's Police Academy. One of the two police academies is going to be phased out by the state government due to budgetary restraints and Mauser wants them to ensure Lassard's fails. The following day, the Governor announces that he will appoint a committee to evaluate which academy will remain open. Commandant Lassard realises how to win with Sergeant Jones, Lieutenant Callahan, 
He calls back Sergeant Mahoney, Sergeant Brooks, Sergeant Hightower and Sergeant Tackleberry as trainers for the new recruits. Among those are Sergeant Fackler's wife, Violet, who he opposes to joining the force, Sweetchuck and Zed, who have a history as Zed's gang has arrested him when he was a small shop owner, Karen Adams, a beautiful young woman Mahoney is attracted to, Generic blonde. Generic blonde number one. Love interest. Number number two. two. And Tackleberry's brother-in-law, Bud Kirkland. Nagata, initially a recruit of Mauser's Academy, Mauser transfers him to Lassard's instead hoping to sabotage it. After a few weeks of training, Nagata is love-struck by Callahan. Sweetchuck contemplates quitting as Zed, who he has to room with, drives him crazy. Tackleberry dissuades him, taking him under his wing. Copeland and Banks make sure the recruits do the things so the committee questions their competence. At the recruits' initial failure, Mauser and Proctor tease them. In retaliation, Mahoney tapes Mauser's eyes closed with extremely strong tape while doing a taste test. Proctor removes the tape, but unintentionally pulls off Mauser's eyebrows. Lasada and Mahoney give a prep talk to the cadets before the training resumes. Adams finally warms up to Mahoney after the talk and they bond. At the police person's ball, Mahoney sees his prostitute friend and after Proctor insults him and Adams, he has her trick Proctor into stripping naked then locks him out of the hotel room. Trying to get back to the academy, Proctor accidentally enters the Blue Oyster Bar. Meanwhile, Mauser insults Lasada in front of his recruits telling him that he is winning. Mahoney retaliates by giving a speech at the ball and puts a microphone in water so when Mauser grabs it, he gets shocked. On the final day of the cadet training evaluation competition, one recruit from each academy attends the governor's ball. Proctor misunderstands and sends two though. Copeland and Banks manipulate the computer system, deliberately sending cars to the wrong locations to help Mauser win. Hooks catches them, knocking them out cold. At the governor's party, a gang of thieves dressed as busboys rob the guests, taking the governor hostage. Mauser's cadets promptly fight upon being threatened by the thieves, but Lassard's cadet Hedges alerts the team before being taken hostage. Mahoney and company rush to rescue the governor. On jet skis. On jet skis. <laughs> Mauser's academy is ineffective in reacting to the emergency, but Lassard's squad arrives in time to fight off the thieves and rescue the governor. The governor shuts down Mauser's academy for failing to stop the robbery at the party, so Lassard stays open. In the epilogue, Lassard speaks about the comedy's gratitude for the many, many wonderful recruits. The graduating class salutes the camera as the film ends. The end. Yeah, the plot of this movie makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I think it makes sense. You know, there's two police academies in the state and I want to close one down and, you know. Why would there be two in the first place? I don't know. It's a big state. It's in Canada. <laughs> yeah. All filmed in Canada. Isn't that right, Seabass? Uh, I don't know about all, but I know the last scene was because as soon as I saw the CN Tower, I was like, yeah, that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. Um, but also the fact that they've got Lieutenant Harris, it probably would have made more sense to have Mauser back from the mm. original one where he would have gone off to a, a rival... Police mm. Academy. 
I don't even believe that there are rival police academies. <laughs> like it would be a state, like most states would have like one police academy. Yeah, I guess. But it's funny how like one was like really militaristic though. Like they had berets on and, and um, they were all sort of cold and stoic. Like mm. they, were, they were more like a almost a, mil- yeah, a, a military base than police and they're two different sort of entities. Yeah. But again, I still think Mao's it. Because it would have made more sense because – They've got brought back those jock guys as um, the saboteurs. The saboteurs, as uh, but how do they even know Harris? Like, it didn't make much sense. Okay. That's all, all right, that's my point. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and how did they learn how to ride those jet skis so damn quickly? Well, they didn't learn because <laughs> I know those stand up. Jet skis are yeah. very difficult well, actually, to ride. You, and and they had the what what are they called? Those wet bikes. The wet bike. Uh, they look almost impossible to ride. Yeah, that they are quite difficult. I never ridden one. Um, but uh, they're meant to be able to sort of lean those like a motorbike. They're actually meant to be like a motorbike ski. That was the initial idea of them. But the and stand-ups so, are like that too. Well, but but you don't sit on it though, oh, like okay. that. So All but right. you could actually like lean and turn. Oh, and okay. I think the throttle I did see Jones revving the throttle like like a like a motorbike, so oh, okay. I'm not sure if that was sort of similar. Maybe. Right. Okay. So, ah, uh, yeah, you don't get too many new characters introduced in this mm-hmm. uh, movie. It's mainly bringing back characters from other movies. The only new characters that you get are generic blonde number two yeah. loving or lo- generic blonde love interest number two. Yeah. And the Japanese guy, Nagato, or what is it, bad Japanese stereotype, um, who plays the exact same character in Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> He's born in California, I think, I believe. Yeah. Um, I suppose, you know, it's uh, there's a few of those actors I've seen that sort of play that stereotype. So, I don't know, I guess he's got his money, so can't be too upset. Yeah. But yeah, and you get Fackler's wife. They do the similar scene from the start of the first movie on they top. They completely re- reenacted. Yeah, yeah, just with the opposites. Even with the the car driving past and the snooty guy in the in his car looking over it and seeing that because they kind of did that with Kim Cattrall in the first one yeah. where she was in the car and she saw Fackler's wife on it and she had that same look like they had to recreate that joke for some reason. Yeah, just <laughs> pretty. So, and then they do the. Um, is it Two's Company? No, what is it? That the roommates that have to learn to get along. Oh, what's that TV show? The Odd Couple. Oh, the Odd Couple. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Zed and Zed and, and Sweet Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about Zed and Sweet Chuck? Sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, I love them too. What about you, Seabass? I reckon they're the they're the best sort of uh, odd couple. Zed, I fucking loathe that character. Oh, I really? Do not enjoy watching at all. Is it the voice? Uh, it's his character, period. Like, just the, I don't know, something about him, I was like, he deserves the fucking wooden spoon, and (laughs) I hope I never see him in another movie again. I hope I've never seen him in another movie after this, because that was horrible acting. Anybody could fucking... You're not a fan of uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite? Say that again? You're not a fan of uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite? That's the actor. Who plays him? The comedian. Yeah, I I have no clue who that is. I I don't even think I've ever heard that name before. 
Oh, really? Maybe he's a good comedian, but uh, yeah, like I honestly watched that and I was like, I don't remember ever seeing him in anything after this, and I'm pretty glad I haven't because I think he's a pretty shitty actor. <laughs> that, that's just my personal opinion. That, that's his. Uh, that's his act. Like, if you've seen any films he'd been in, like, he'd been in the. Few, he does actually he was in the previous Police Academy movie, and that as a character that he plays, it's that sort of um, hinged sort of character, and it was his stand-up routine. And he was at the time he was pretty pretty uh, popular with it. Um, maybe didn't make it north, but I definitely saw him in Australia in these movies and, and a couple other movies he'd been in. I guess if it's one that thing, if you don't get the joke of what that guy is, you just see that guy and you're like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah. what is this? Yeah, that that was pretty much my yeah that that's my whole sum up with him. I had no clue about his gig or his bit or anything, so I was just like, this guy is just annoying me. <laughs> and I think that was his shtick is that he is supposed to be kind of an annoying character. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah. for sure, and he definitely did a good job at it. But yeah, like for <laughs> me, I was just like. I don't know. It was just a lot of tongue hanging out and wagging and making sounds. And I'm like, there's really not like much to that. But mm. anyways. Well, I, I always thought that was how he acted. Like that was him. That was him and normally. Was, but I only found out until, you know, some time uh, recently that that was a character. So I don't know what that says about me that I was laughing at someone who had some sort of mental disability who was acting like that or, or what. But, uh, because I, I thought there was something seriously wrong with him. Like that was a speech impediment or something that he had, like a really bad one. And But he was like playing it up a little bit or something. But uh, yeah, I, I guess if it's not your taste and you don't like, and if you're not into it, then uh, yeah, I can see how you not, wouldn't like it. But for, but for me, uh, I absolutely love Zed. So <laughs> go figure, huh? I think I think okay. I like the Zed and Sweet Chuck mix. <laughs> well, they're such an, they are such an odd couple. That, 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 that is such a, you know... I mean, you got that uh, the sweet Chuck character who's meant to be like an old man, which is obviously only in his thirties. Um, that actor. Um, well, if you look at, there's a recent photo of him and um, Zed. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and he doesn't look any different. He looks the same age <laughs> he now exactly as he did the then. Same. <laughs> exactly the same, because they had made him look older in that in the movie. So yeah. Uh, I wanted to say just in general with this movie, like being a PG movie, um, yeah, because I find a lot of comedies, well, you know, in general, like if they're a PG, they're generally usually kids' films. And I was looking at like PG comedies from years ago, like Ghostbusters and stuff like well, that. Well, one of I, them was just on the telly before. What was that? Indiana Jones. And oh, the... yeah, that, uh, that's a PG movie. The face melting scene. They oh, even they, cut they it cut off. It. The, they cut it. <laughs> I think, uh, but they cut the the blade scene, the propeller blade. Yeah, yeah, the guy getting cut by the propeller. I'm like, Could that be PG? I don't know if that's PG. Yeah, uh, it was PG. Was it? Oh god. Uh, but but in general, like if uh, most comedies are going to be like pretty raunchy and pretty you know obnoxious, which I don't have a problem with. But it is sort of nice just to wholesome sort of have a wholesome comedy like that where it's you know you could have it with the kids in in the house and not worry about it, you know. Like you uh, starting to watch Squid Game with the kids around, oh. <laughs> not realizing what it was about. Uh, have you seen it, Seabass? Squid Game? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I was hearing stuff about it, and I thought, I just thought it was a, a reality TV show or a fake reality TV show, and I'm watching it. You thought it was a show about a fake 
reality uh, I, TV that's, show. That's what I thought it was. And I'm watching it with my son. He's like nine. I'm like, oh, okay, this ain't so bad, like the first bit. And then there was a scene where they start gunning people down. Like, oh, shit, okay. It suddenly just turned into Battle Royale. <laughs> um, and, yeah, mm-hmm. had to turn that off. So, yeah. And he wanted to watch it. Oh, I'll keep watching it, Dad. You want to keep watching it? Like, no. <laughs> it's pretty graphic. So. Anything you wanted to talk about, Seabass? Uh, uh, nothing in particular. Um, I, one of the funniest scenes, I think, is when the chick jumped in the car and took off and stole the cop car, and then that scene just kept going and going and going for a little while. It was pretty funny, but yeah, uh, it was probably one of the most memorable ones for me for comedy. Mm. Yeah, even though it was in the start. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And as we said, that was recreated from the from the first film, but the role that was the husband, the, the wife on the on the hood at that time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there, the movie locations. Uh, yeah, so the actual police academy is in is part of the is it Hamburg University or Hammer University in Toronto. Humber. Humber, that's it. Humber University. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking yeah. looking a bit on our Google Maps and you could see the where the, the main buildings are and that roundabout where they have the, the sort of uh, opening there and stuff. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, have a look at look at through there and do you go is that far from you? Or do you ever go up that way? Um, when I used to live in Toronto, I mean, yeah, I've been to the Humber Valley and the Humber area, but I never really went to that far. Like, that's really in the west end of town. Like, it's deep in the west end. So, like, yeah, I mean, I at one point I lived not too far from the... Actually, no, at one point I lived right beside the Humber River. It was the Humber Overpass, but... um. As for the university, I don't know where that is exactly. I know the area vaguely, but I don't know where the actual campus and stuff is. But yeah, like I never really spent too much time there because it's more like it's almost on the edge of Toronto uh, and then into the next township, which is Etobicoke, which is still part of Toronto technically, but it's its own township next over. But um, yeah, like aside from that, yeah, no. Yeah, I, I just never really bother going to the West End very often. And that lake that they're on, so is that the Lake Tor- uh, Toronto or or that's Lake Ontario? Ontario, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you go down a rabbit hole? Uh, no, no rabbit holes. Uh, hang on, I was kind of I read some other stuff here, but it hasn't seemed to have come up. Uh, yeah. So oh, let's talk. I want to talk about the wet bike. All right, we can talk about the wet bike. <laughs> so. Um, so the so web- I, I never, other than this movie, I don't think I've ever seen one. It actually, it debuted in another movie that that wet bike, uh, the James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. Okay, I don't think uh, so. Roger Moore rode one, and that was like the that was a prototype one actually. I think it was like the before it was even released, uh, he rode one of those wet, wet bikes. So it was a real hybrid. They weren't really sure how to build these things at that stage. They didn't really have the stand up one. So it's got the impeller. So. It's in the, the propeller is inside the machine and with the ski on it, like that uh, at the front of it. So it's kind of a weird conception. Uh, it was uh, made by a company, I wrote it down here, but it's not here. A company that will become Tiger Shark that was sort of would go on to make other things. I think Kawasaki did buy the rights to it later on, produced it for a little while, but uh, not, not for that long. Um, yeah, as I said, I've never ridden one, they look kind of fun to ride. 
I don't know. They're all they fun look, to ride. They look hard to ride. <laughs> I think it would take a bit of skill. Yeah. I think the hardest part would be falling off it and trying to get back on again, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, didn't you have a – wasn't um, your dad's friend – had something to do with the... Uh, yeah, so a, f- a friend of my father, uh, her mother was one of the, was the stunt double for the for the female jet skier, or the female character. Ah, okay. Yeah, so she did the yeah the stunts for that. So um, I probably should have got got <laughs> got in touch with her or something to see what the, what the story was behind it. I think he did tell me a little bit. It took him. Uh, it was a lot of shooting in that. Uh, it was a pretty cool, cool chase scene. I got to say, I can't say, think of any many uh, jet ski chase scenes in films uh, that were that you know, done that well. Um, only maybe Waterworld, I could, I could mm, think of. Only other time I, the Tomb Raider. Was it one in Tomb Raider? Yeah. Which one? The second one, the really bad one. <laughs> okay. Okay, the first one wasn't that great, but I know Angelina Jolie was talking about trying to learn how to ride the. She had to learn how to ride one of the stand-up jet skis. Mm. She was going on about how difficult it was to learn how to ride the stand-up jet skis. Yeah, yeah take a bit of practice. Um, actually, some some mentions in here. Rewatching it again, I'd never realised that the villain you see at the end was actually in the police lineup. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched this movie and I never noticed that. <laughs> okay. That completely spun me out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that's the same guy. How did I not know that? Maybe just as he get older, you still pick up on this stuff a bit more. Yeah. Um, Yet they pretty much got all the same actors back from the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> virtually. For, yeah, except, except for, for Harris, yeah. 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 And generic blonde. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the prostitute. Well, they got the prostitute back. They got the prostitute back. She was a famous porn star. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, she did a shitload of porn films. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie does Dallas. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that like the only porn movie anyone knows? Backdoor Sluts 9. Um, yeah. <laughs> ben Hur. Ben Hur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Penetrator? No. They don't make, yeah. they don't make porn, par- uh, porn, porn parodies anymore, do they? I don't think they even bother with storylines anymore. That's just <laughs> <laughs> no. get straight to the point now. Yes, Darth <laughs> Vader. Yeah, whatever. Darth <laughs> in her. Stuff. More stuff. The Blue Oyster Bar. We've got the Blue Oyster Bar yeah. back. Now, yeah. apparently that was a real place as well, but it's not there anymore. The Silver Star or something like that it was called. Or the silver, yeah, the building's no longer there. So we can't go to the Blue Oyster Bar anymore. Mm. No. But that, it, that, that appears in every movie, doesn't it? I just, I love the timing I don't know, of it. I don't though. know how they're going to do it in, like, what's the Moscow one? Mission to Moscow. Mission to Moscow. <laughs> how, how are they going to get the Blue Oyster Bar into how, that? Well, it'll be the, um, the Red Vodka Bar or something. <laughs> But every time they go in there, and it's just so brilliant, the, the that music just 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 bangs right in with that that little trumpet. Yeah, every time they go into the Blue Oyster Bar, it's just deadly silence, and then that kicks in, and everyone has to dance to tango. I love it. <laughs> There's something something kind of cool about that. I think. Um, the other thing that I noticed with this movie, um, 
is Jonesy seems to get superpowers. Like he like like it's all with the movie most of the time is within the realm of reality. Yeah. Except when it comes to Jonesy. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden he can hover in the air and do <laughs> martial arts. And bad lip syncing. And bad <laughs> oh. no, the bad lip syncing is fine, but there's like him jumping on jumping up to the ceiling. Yeah. And he's <laughs> yeah. hovering up there yeah. in slow mo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, sort of a mm. weird addition to this. Yeah. Movie? Oh, um Steve Guttenberg nearly crashed the ski too. Did you see that scene? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you notice that scene? Bang straight into the um, is it a pylon? Paying attention to the majority of the chase, but I didn't catch every single. No, it was, it, it's pretty quick. Chase. It's right at the end as they pull up to the Fiora, whatever it is. I know Fiora, the pier, and just as he as he pulls up, he falls off the ski, and you see it just ram into the uh, to the oh, pier. Yeah. yeah, it's it hits it pretty hard too. Um, something I noticed a lot as a kid, like oh, he crashed it. You know, <laughs> you tell he just lost it at last second, and everyone's kind of. You can sort of see how the actors kind of go, oh, shit, is he all right? You know, mm. you're right there. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go into question time? Um, or have oh, you got more? You really want to get into that, don't you? Um, oh, we mentioned jo- Jonesy. So, yeah, some pretty cool scenes with Jonesy in this. Um, <laughs> I actually, can I, my favorite Jonesy one is when on. he's doing the, he's teaching the driving course. Yeah. And he's sitting there in the car, and the girl has to pretend to be doing all the, <laughs> all the all the different noises he's making. And then he's like, "If I hear any of these noises, you're gonna fail." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Yeah, um, yeah, he's good. He's always he's always worth it. As I said, I, I saw him a, a few years ago uh, performing live on stage, and yeah, he was great. He was great. Um, did a did a whole scene where he reenacted a Star Wars scene, where he just they just he just did the music uh, did the audio for it. Uh, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so, is there anything else you want? We're going to go into question time. See, Bess, was there anything uh, you wanted to add before that? No. No. All right. Let's just start uh, roll into it. All right, question time. So uh, we'll start with you, Seabass. Uh, which character was your favourite? Michael Winslow. Winslow. <laughs> Jonesy. Jonesy. Jonesy gets it. Eddie, which character is your favourite? Oh, I've got to go Zed and Sweet Chuck. <laughs> the two I, of them. I went Zed. Yeah, I still like Zed in this. Uh, it wasn't as as unhinged, but he trying to be the good guy. Um, I I do like that scene where he's walking with one of the. And what is it with the police academy and letting criminals into it? Well, that's so... right. You can either go to jail or join the police academy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we forgot about that. So there's nothing wrong with that idea. Um, yeah, there's a scene where he's walking with like one of the uh, inspectors or the the committee, and he's walking with her, and she, and he's just talking to her, and she just looks so. Nervous and and shitting herself, and then then those guys roll up, roll up, and they just throw him in the car. He's like, oh, "This is my old gang, whoa!" You know, I don't know. <laughs> I like that part. Uh, all right, next question. Uh, f- uh, back over to you, Eddie. Favorite scene? 
Um, favorite scene? I think it could be the dogs with the torches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. We see these torches stop moving. Yeah. You guys are in trouble. Yeah. So they attach the torches to these dogs and they just don't think anything of it. No. Yeah. Of course it's going to work. Uh, Seabass, you, favorite scene? So basically the scene where the lady steals the cop car from her husband and drives it in with him on the hood the whole way through town. Yeah. Would have been a hard stunt to do, I reckon, too. Yeah. yeah. I'd also, I also really like when they, just them getting the band back together. Yeah. When they're just going and collecting all the members. Oh, oh, the, seeing what they're doing. And, yeah. Uh, Tuckerberry's hiding in the backyard, playing in yeah. the backyard. Yeah. Uh, mine, of course, the jet ski. Jet ski chase, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, back to you, Seabest. Uh, favorite prank? So I guess it would be the scene with Proctor where he gets locked out of the room and just kind of tries to casually hide. And at one point, he's standing there on the side of the road with a lid in front of his junk and behind <laughs> his butt. And then when the cop drives by, he takes it off his junk and covers his face. It's like, yeah, that's really going to help. <laughs> yeah, not going to notice a dick just hanging in an alleyway, huh? No, oh, we see those all the time, mate, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just outside the Blue Oyster Bar. Hi, yeah, we know what that guy's up to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my prank, um, I went with the eyebrows, the eyebrow ripping off scene. So okay. I, I, I like the way they set that up to, you know, do that, you know, can't tell the difference between champagne and beer. You know, he's like, yeah, of course I can, you know, put it on and just rip it off. And No, no, don't go slow. Go fast so it doesn't hurt. Ah! Oh, that hurt. And, that, and then that joke plays out to the rest of the, to the movie because he starts doing his eyebrows and he's got painted on eyebrows yeah, and, and then the fake eyebrow gets ripped off and stuck back on. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had down the the locking Proctor out. <laughs> you had lock, yeah, Proctor, yeah. Uh, Proctor out? Yeah, that was pretty good, that one. Uh, well, back to you, Eddie, seeing as uh, you had that. Uh, best stunt? Uh, I, I actually just went with the, the jet skis. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just. Yeah? Just. Yeah, it was pretty well coordinated. The green yeah. jet skis. Yeah, the jet ski chase. Yeah. Same with you, Seabass? Yeah, same for me. The Jets. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna go that, but I, I do like this one, and it's with Sweet Chuck and the scooter when he goes ass over the the that car. That would be my second one. Uh, because it, it looks like the guy hit that pretty hard. You know, I mean, I know these are professional stuntmen and all that, and they it probably wasn't going that fast, but the way they filmed that, I mean, he just went flying over the hood of that car when he hit that. You know, and um, that'd have been pretty hard to do. I mean, if you hit that. At, I mean, you would have had to hit it hard enough to fly over the hood. If you, maybe you could have jumped it, I suppose. But I don't know the way it looked so. It looked so fluid. The way it just happened, like you know, no special effects, no, um, you know, CGI. That guy actually did that. He flew over that the hood of that car, you know. And I don't know. Could have really hurt himself, but you know, these guys are professional, so I guess not. Um, all right, back to you, Seabaz. Who gets the wooden spoon? I think I know who. Zed. Zed. Oh, you're too harsh, man. I love Zed. No, Zed's good, man. Oh, you don't get it, man. You don't get yeah, it. That's no. your problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You don't get it. All right, Eddie, what do you got? Wooden spoon. Oh, uh, Mauser. Mauser? Yeah, Mauser. Ooh, okay. All right. I actually went with Fackler. Uh, Sergeant Fackler, because he was only in it for that one scene. But then maybe I'll stick in actually Adams, the the generic love interest number three. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I'll go her, actually. All right. Yeah, Cadet Adams. Change it to her. Uh, so back over to you, Seabaz. Who gets the Oscar? Winslow. Winslow. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I won't argue with that one. That's. I yeah. would think Tim Kozanski. So sweet Chuck, him being driven crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, mm. like his little crazy out- outbursts that he's having. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. just grabs him and says, "I hate you! I hate you!" <laughs> yes. Yeah, just completely loses control. I don't, I don't blame him for that one. Uh, so my pick's going to be maybe a little controversial, but I actually went Mauser. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I went Mauser. I don't know. I think he's a really good straight man. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, any comedy needs a good straight man. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of liked his character and, yeah, sort of gave it to him. There was actually a deleted scene of where they – where he meets up with those two other police officers and they were they having their secret meeting. It's one on the on the rooftop. It's a it's a really weird scene. It goes on forever. Like I could see why it was cut. He like he gets locked up up there on a, uh, all by himself for some reason, and then he t- tries to get down. And then what he does, he starts crawling down the side of the uh, side of the building on the a drain pipe, and then it then it falls over. Then he's stuck behind there. And then the other police. It goes. It just goes on forever. I'm like, God, when's this gonna end? Considering, you know, in the original film, he just left and that was it. So, uh, yeah, Well, that, that's the that. other thing that these movies always do is that uh, the cold intro where there's sort of some sort of suspenseful scene that happens that plays out. Oh, but this is the second time you meet him though, not the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, the first time they met in the car parking lot doing the deep throat shit, yeah. which he actually mentions. Uh, but the second time they met on the rooftop. Um, and so that was that scene. Uh, yeah. And just went on forever, like me. Right. Uh, we've got the final question here, and I'll go to Seabass. What do you rate this episode out of 10 using something from the movie? Using something from the movie? So basically, uh, you'd say seven jet skis or six jet skis, you'd say, using something in reference to the film, you know, um, Something like that. Seven um, karate chops. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was literally going to say the number <laughs> seven. So uh, seven jet skis. I'll go with that. Seven jet skis. All right, Eddie? Uh, I'll go five out of ten fake eyebrows. Oh, no. That's what I was going to go. All right, no, I read something else. Seven submarine jet skis. We did a submarine. Okay. Yeah. There was actually a really cool stunt where Sweet Chuck goes on on the ground and then goes under, and then oh, when he's okay. when he's playing right in the jet ski. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Uh, yeah. All right. So we're at the end now. So was there anything else you wanted to add? See, Bess. I'm good myself. Yeah. And where can we find you on the internet? Yes, yeah, Seabass. Uh, just share us. Where can we find Seabass? Check me out on YouTube, Seabass Plays, C-B-A-S-S Plays, all one word. 
Yeah, check him out. And you're usually playing. Uh, what's your sort of local time usually on? It's about it's pretty late at night, isn't it? Um, generally about nine thirty, ten o'clock, ten thirty Eastern. Yeah, so that's usually about three o'clock our time, five. So, yeah, go check out Seabass. He's usually on there. You might find me on there too. I'm usually having a few rounds with him or something, getting those wins at Warzone. So definitely check us out and come say hello. That's all. So we're going to wrap this up. So thank you for joining us. We are Nerd Subculture. This is our, you're watching this again. You're watching that again. Watching that again. I still get it wrong. And uh, where can you find us, Eddie? Ah, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. There's also a email. You can email us at nerdsubculture at gmail.com. Yes, be sure, like, share, subscribe. Come check us all out. We'll see you next time. Take care. Bye. All right, bye.